Hey, what's going on, good people? Welcome back to Training Well Done, your podcast on the how, what, and why of quality training. So it is Monday morning as I shoot this, and I was going out of the house, and I'm like, oh, you know what? After a long weekend of activity, my legs actually feel pretty good. And then as I proceeded to walk down the stairs, I was like, mm, nobody, you lied. They don't actually feel really good. I had a big weekend of activity this weekend. I did had like four different workouts. So Saturday morning here in Pittsburgh, we had the virtual great race. And so it's a 10K race and I didn't actually sign up for it. But a lot of the uh, members from the gym, they had signed up for it. And so we usually do these Saturday morning runs together. And if you're around in Pittsburgh and you want to come join us on a Saturday morning run, shoot me a line and I'll get you some deets. We run most Saturday mornings together. But I was, you know, they were telling me, hey, we're going to go run. And I'm like, all right. And I had actually woke up Saturday morning and was not going to go. When I say I was not going to go, I mean like I was not going to go. It's been in the 60s most of the time, and in the mornings it's often been in the 50s. Saturday morning I woke up, and it said 39 degrees. And I'm like, bruh, so we just not going to do 48, no 43, no 40 degrees, just nothing in the 40s, just boom, wake up. First time I didn't seen 39 degrees since maybe like March or April, and I'm just like, come on, man. So I canceled like six times. Shout out to Angela. She brought cookies. And if you want to like see my uh, actual little vlog about this, you can check out my Instagram page. I made a vlog specifically about this. But um, those cookies were like the saving grace. So anyways, I go and we do a 10K. And it actually went you know, pretty decent for what I thought was going to happen. Uh, the kids did awesome and crushed it. Uh, so shout out to Lena and Marcel and Mary and even Big Marcel, you know, ran his first sub 8 10K in quite some time. But then that was at 7.30 in the morning. Later on, uh, with some friends and fellow coaches of our Pittsburgh Running Collective, um, if you're on Instagram, you can find them, PGH Running Collective. It's a group of awesome coaches who you might actually see on this podcast. And me and a few of them met up around lunchtime and so we did another like 4k so we're at 14k i'm like it's like eight some miles in which it's more of the bouts like i did a 10k race and then did another run and then later in that uh late afternoon i met up with a friend and her friend and we went and rode to boston so we rode our bikes from pittsburgh to boston boston pa you know, otherwise I'd still be on the way to Boston right now. And so we rode out there and back, which is a good 28 miles for me on the bike. Then on Sunday morning, I met up with, uh, if you're on Instagram, she's at local elite Jen Bigham and her husband, Jeff. And, you know, we've exchanged a lot of messages and finally met up to go run. And, you know, Jen is actually expecting a baby and she's still an elite runner. So for she was like, oh, let's go on like an easier run. I don't want to go too fast. And we're running through Shenley. And 
we're talking the entire time. And we did like almost five miles. And I was actually surprisingly way more tired after that. Because I'm like, I'm thinking we're going to go like nine. Yeah, we were running almost under eight minutes. <laughs> uh, I think my Strava said something like 8.17 or something along those lines. Maybe it was a little bit less than that. But I think it was about 8.17. And I'm catching myself like almost gasping as we're going but it was a great time um i really enjoyed that that totaled to be somewhere to the tune of 14 ish miles in total and so i actually didn't feel like particularly sore when i got up but when i walked down the stairs it was oh buddy you're not you're not gonna go run today and you know, what I want to talk to you about on this podcast is about injuries. And while I did all that and there's no injuries to speak of and my little meniscus pain that I usually have actually was relatively non-existent. Sometimes for some athletes, that much activity on a weekend could actually predisposition them for an injury. And so let's look at like signs of injuries. For young, um, young athletes, people new to training, the difference between being discomforted from hard training to sore to being hurt can often feel like the same thing. And they're not. So I want to look at what are the signs of an injury? When you are in the midst of training, and if, the, if you're someone listening and you're pretty new to training hard or training at all, really, more often than not, the pain is not pain. It's discomfort that you're not used to. And so there's a burning sensation in your muscles as they are working. And if you're new to training, you're probably going to fatigue out pretty quickly and so fatigue itself actually feels painful if you've never or you're not used to feeling physical fatigue. This happens a lot with, you know, middle school and high school athletes. Usually if you start playing sports, if you are playing sports in college, not if you start, but if you are playing sports in college, you have experience with that so you know what that is. If you're an adult and you're starting to get into running or starting to get into exercising in the gym, that is just muscular discomfort from fatigue. Now, then you can look at uh, soreness. So this is after a bout of exercise and you wake up the next day and you're like, oh my gosh, my hamstrings are on fire. They're feeling really stiff. There is, there are like two different kind of feelings with that. There is this sense of, Oh, they're really tight and it might pop if I do too much type of tightness and pain. Then there's the tightness that's like, oh, I did something yesterday or the other day. And there's this tightness that almost comes with a sense of pride attached to it. And so I want you to acknowledge that when you're tight and you worked out, you're going to have a certain type of soreness which you want to tell people about. And that's how you know 
if it's probably a good one, well, it's not how you know, but it's a good indicator. If you want to brag and tell people like, yo, man, my arms are so sore from that workout, man. Bruh, like my hammies, oh, I just felt them this morning after I got done. Versus, man, my hamstrings feel really tight. Or my quads feel really tight. Like, they feel like they might pop. It doesn't feel good. You know, that's one thing that you can look for as a sign that you might be on the verge of a, a little injury there. Now, in the middle of training, if you feel that type of tightness, like your muscles start to cramp up, or you feel like there's a certain tension that feels like it might snap, that's when you want to stop. And then any most other signs of discomfort are probably related to an injury or an injury about to happen. So if you feel swelling, swelling's often going to be associated with inflammation to one of your tendons or one of your ligaments. And so there is a rush of fluid and other things to um, you know, help with trying to deal with that. But that fluid rush, you feel numb. And you're, especially in your knee, it might feel like squishy in a sense. You may also feel uh, sharp pain, like uh, if you got pinched. Um, that's often associated with a type of like nerve uh, that might have been irritated. Uh, there's, um, there's a lot of different types of nerves, a lot of them. But certain types of nerves are going to go off um, if a certain tension is brought to it. Those type of things are things to get checked out, right? And, of course, if you have, like, a bruise or, like, a blunt trauma, you know, those sorts of things you need to get checked out. But certain, most tightness and soreness is really just due to the muscle breakdown. Now, when we look at muscle breakdown, that's what's supposed to happen in training. Your muscles break down, and then they rebuild back up to get stronger. You use them, they break down from the stress, and then they build back up. To the extreme end of this, you want to make sure that you don't let this happen too deeply. And so when we talk about training and adaptations, you train and you dig, 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 and then you rest and your body builds back up. This happens in the microcosm of you do an hour or two of hard exercise, then you have all day to build back up if you take care of yourself. You do four, five, six days of hard training, then you have one, two, or three days to build your body back up. You do three weeks of really hard training, four weeks of really hard training, and then you have a week where you do a little less training. You have these months where you're going ham on this cycle, then maybe a few weeks of another month are a little bit lighter. And so you have this up and down wave effect of training. But what happens is if you go boom, dig, 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 and you don't take that time to let your body rebuild, then eventually something bad can happen, right? So... Running-wise, what are common running injuries? Often you are going to deal with, or know somebody's going to deal with, an ankle sprain, plantar fasciitis, knee pain, which can be a number of different things. Often a patellar or quad tendon could be an LCL, MCL problem, ACL, ACL, PCL. You could have an injury with um, your IT band. You can have weakness in like your glutes, which 
start to look at imbalances, um, hip flexor strains, you could have back strains. These are common things that you probably hear about people having when they run. Now, there are a particular class of injuries which are far more common, and those are soft tissue injuries. Well, most injuries are soft tissue injuries, but there are particular injuries that are related to tendons and ligaments, which somewhat separate themselves from muscular injuries, in which muscular problems tend to be calf tears, uh, tears in your quads, uh, hamstring tears, glute issues, or the muscular injuries often are strength imbalances, but those start to play into the soft tissue, the tendon, I'm sorry, the tendon and ligament issues. So let's look at your patellar, uh, it's actually your patellar ligament, but we'll call it your patellar tendon, um, but right below the kneecap. So like you're like, what is the patella? It's your kneecap, okay? So your kneecap under there is a ligament uh, that connects the patella to the bone, which is your tibia, but the bottom leg, the bottom leg, right? And so when that is irritated, or if it's the one above the kneecap, that is your quad tendon, which connects your quadricep muscles, your quads, right, on the, your thighs to your kneecap, and therefore down to your lower leg. When those muscles are weak, that can cause pain in those tendons. And often, when you look at a tendon or a ligament, tendons connect muscles to bones, ligaments connect bones to bones. So make sure you write that down. When you have an injury like that, ligaments are often tears, like straight tears to those fibers. And they heal very, very slowly, and they often get replaced with scar tissue. A scar tissue doesn't contract. What do you mean scar tissue doesn't contract? So your muscles, when they work, they do this. They contract, they squish together, and chains of them squish together. So if, you, if you're watching the video, you look at my biceps, they, as my arm closes, this elbow joint closes, you see how when people flex, it's actually their muscles getting closer together. You know, this little bicep flex right here, right? Um, when your muscles flex, the, the fibers get closer together. Well, your actual tendons have to carry that tension of your muscle flexing and pulling the bone to it. One way to look at muscles working, again, if we look at even your hamstrings, it's about two bones coming closer together. And so your tendons, which connect the muscles to the bones, and if you're still wondering what's a tendon, if you look at your arm where your bicep is, you can feel the little fibers when you flex that connect right through the gap, or best, even in the back of your leg, if you go to the bottom of your thigh, those thick cords, those are your tendons, all right? They run actually fluidly throughout your body. They run fluidly through the muscles, but they grow in very thick bands at the ends of the muscles. And so they have to carry the tension. If you need another visual, if you eat meat and you just had a piece of chicken, it's the thick part at the end of the meat that you probably don't want to eat. That's your tendons, okay? Now, when the muscles are weak, the tension of your tendons can slack a little bit, which can cause actual discomfort to the joints. Often, when we look at knee pain, especially 
lateral knee pain, if we're thinking about your IT band, it is due to a weak gluteus medius or and, and muscles associated in that area. And you're like, wait, what? Glute medius. So you have glute, this is your butt, right? You have big butt muscles and you have little butt muscles. The little butt muscles attach to this long band that goes along the side of your legs. If you have pants on, uh, if you have like Adidas or like, you know, some striped pants, the stripes usually run right along that band or you have a seam that will run along the side of your leg, that's where your IT band is and it connects to your knee. When you have weakness in those muscles, they can't put the same amount of ten they can't put an optimal amount of tension on the actual tendons, which then cause a lack of stability in the joint. And lack of stability often will lead to an injury, but if it doesn't lead to an injury, it will lead to pain. And so when you look at pain or discomfort, it's not necessarily the injury yet because it may not actually result in any tearing or damage to the tissue. Think again, like your IT band and your outside of your knee. You might feel pain in the outside of your knee when you're training. That doesn't mean that the actual tissue is torn. It could mean that there's not enough tension on that part of the joint, so now it's unbalanced. And then you now have pain because your receptors are telling you things aren't working right. And then later you could develop that into an injury if you don't take care of that. So hopefully that gives you a good understanding of an injury. Now, a couple other things. You're gonna hear people talk about, oh, an ankle sprain or ankle uh, strain. Um, strains, S-T-R-A-I-N-S, are issues, uh, injuries to tendons. And remember, tendons connect the muscles to the bones. Sprains are injuries to the ligaments, which are bone to bone. So you hear a lot about ankle sprains because you can roll your ankle and injure a ligament. Whereas you might have a strain in your hamstring because you've actually started to tear some of your hamstring muscle, but also some of the tendon that goes with it may have some damage to it. So now it's a strain. Strains are also associated more with muscles as well. So uh, other common things. When you feel pain in your knees or discomfort in your knees, most often it is a hip issue or an ankle issue. Let me say that again. Often, when you feel pain in your knees, it is a hip issue or an ankle issue. And there are many different things that it could be, so I'm not going to like go into depth about them right, right now. But um, issues with MCLs, PCLs, ACLs often have to do with muscular strength imbalances in your legs. And also due to work volume. If you are doing too much and your body can't handle it, things break down. So part of your training process, outside of yes, you want to perform better, is related to actually being able to handle the workload of training. Think about high school. You have your senior athletes who've been training for four years, maybe even more, at their sport. So the kind of workouts that they can do to be able to boost their performance is going to be different from the average freshman who may not have much of a sport background or may have a youth sport background that was a lot lower in volume and intensity. And unless you're there like a genetic freak that can just handle a lot, the type of workload your new freshmen are going to take on 
is going to be a lot less than your seniors who've been at it. And so base training, which you may have heard of, is not only just something that happens at the beginning months of a training phase to build you up to be able to do more intense training later on in the season. Base training also happens over the course of months and years. As you build somebody's base, you are building their, yes, you're building their endurance, but you're building their tolerance for work. Okay, it's like the equivalent of giving a teenager a part time job. So a teenager might work 10 hours a week, 20 hours, 30 hours a week, maybe in the summer times as they build their capacity to do like employee type of work that is not necessarily like their fun thing. Whereas later in life, when they hit their 20s and 30s and 40s, the capacity to do work goes up. And depending on the type of you know, career you have, as you take on more responsibility, think like apprenticeships or like leadership development programs, they're teaching you tolerance to take on more responsibility to do more things that are heavy load. In, in much of you know, human history and society, responsibility pays. And so the more that you're responsible for, the more compensation you'll get. But... Often, when things go bad and structures are placed in the right way, you feel the pain of that a lot more than somebody lower down. Same thing happens in training. The more years you put into building up a bigger base and having ups and downs of peaks in your training, then you can handle more higher risk, high reward training at the back end of your you know, career when it comes to championship times, okay? Olympic cycles and their trainings of Olympic cycles train in these fashions. So, hope that helps you out with understanding injuries. I wanna leave you with what to do and what not to do when you actually get hurt. So, what not to do? You don't wanna stop training if you get hurt. Detraining just leads you to be weaker and what it does that people like is often that it just turns the nerve signals down of pain being caused. If running, you know, your fast workouts causes pain and you just stop running altogether, well, you don't feel pain anymore because the stimulus that was causing pain is not there. What you also don't want to do is start ignoring it. Excuse me. Some people are tryhards. You're going to have those athletes. You may have been this athlete or may currently be this athlete who, oh, I got this ankle pain, but I'm going to run through it. Oh, you know, my back hurts, but I'm going to train through it. Train, there's, there's a better way to do that. And you don't want to keep doing the same thing that's causing you pain because it only gets worse. Right? You, don't, you don't make an ankle injury better by doing the same type of running that makes it hurt. Okay, So you don't want to just train through pain in a way that doesn't actually help you improve the injury and what caused it. Right? Now, what should you do when you have an injury? Often, if you have an injury, especially like in your knees it probably is going to require you to do a couple things. A, you're going to have to change the type of training you're doing. So if running a certain way is causing discomfort, 
You need to run a different way. And not necessarily technique-wise, although technique, bad technique can get you hurt. Okay, If you don't run with good technique, the forces of you hitting the ground don't transfer through your body as well as they should, which can lead things to hurt. So when we talk about our previous episode, running on the sweet spot, it's not just about having optimal performance. It's that if you run on your heels, you're probably going to get hurt sooner than later. So if your weight doesn't distribute over your legs properly, then the shock of hitting the ground, when you hit the ground, the ground hits you back. All right? The ground hits you back. If you don't land and run in a proper way, when the ground hits you back, something's going to get hurt. So technique, improving your technique can significantly decrease your injury tolerance and probably allow you to actually train relatively hard and improve your injury still, if that was what caused it. Strength issues are usually very big things. So when we talk about changing your training, if really fast repeats are not feeling good on your hamstrings, stop doing really fast repeats until you can build up the tolerance to handle those. Also, getting stronger. If your quadriceps, your quad muscles on the front of your thighs are weak, then you're probably going to start feeling pain towards the top of your knees. If your glute meds uh, on the sides of your butt, really it's not really the side of your butt, it's really like the top of it. But if those muscles start to get weak, then you might start feeling pain on the outside of your knees. If you are not taking good care of your ankle flexibility and mobility, and the strength of the musculature that goes in your lower legs, which helps control the muscles in your ankles, then you're going to probably be, A, at a disposition to roll your ankle more likely, and B, or two, since I have two fingers up, you are probably going to have some pain eventually. So, strength training is what you should be doing if you have an injury to be able to improve Again, the tendon's ability to handle the load. Because at the end of the day, the stronger your muscles are and the more you train them, then the stronger your tendons can be. All right? So that's why part of why strength training matters. Check out our other episode on that, right? So you want to be able to reduce some of the volume of your training or change the type of training if you have an injury, and you need to be strength training. But you do not want to stop training altogether. Because then you just detrain and you get weaker and then you lose your fitness as well. And also, being out of shape can put you at disposition to get hurt. All right? So, hope that helps you out. Leave a comment about what you learned or what you would like to learn more of in regards to injuries. We're going to have a little series going on. We're going to talk about various injuries and what you can do to help um, decrease your likelihood of getting them and some post-PT things to handle injuries and especially things that you can do now to handle different discomforts, right? So I'm not a physical therapist. I'm not going to tell you what to do. If you tore your hamstring, you need to go see a physical therapist. You need to go see somebody about that. This is not medical advice. This is just information about it. But when you're done with that, just because you're cleared from PT does not actually mean that you are ready to train at the high level that you were at. Make that very clear for you. And make sure you send this line to a friend. Just because you're cleared from going to physical therapy does not mean that your body's ready to train hard again. 
there is still a therapeutic process to building your body back up. It's to look at it a different way. It's like taking your senior year. You have a senior. Let's say this is like a metaphor. And then you get hurt. So now your fitness is back down to like being a sophomore. Your ability is down to being a sophomore. A, a sophomore who's only been training for a year, unless they have freak genetics, again, they're not going to be able to train the same way the senior who has been training for all these years can. Now, when it comes to injuries, you might be able to bridge that gap, obviously, sooner than it took you to get there in the first place. But just because you're cleared, you might be cleared to compete and play and train, but you might only be at that status level of that sophomore, right? Our, our hypothetical sophomore here. And then you have to train back up to the tolerance of being able to train like a senior. When we talk about reducing risk of injury and quote-unquote injury prevention, it's largely about tolerance to training, building up your body's ability to tolerate more work and harder work. Okay? So, take that, run with it. Uh, we will be having some new stuff coming out here pretty soon about different things that you can do. Oh, yes. Shout out to this, this glass, the mug that I just had some water from, from an organization that previously was known as Cameroon Football Development Program. Now it's called Open Field. Shout out to my friend uh, Justin Frizzano if you're watching this or listening to this. We need to go run soon, or if we did just run after you finally heard this, then good stuff. Um, you can check them out, openfieldinternational.org, I believe. But I just, I'm just drinking the mug. So if I can help you out with anything, please send me a line. I'm donald at ghperformance.com. You can find me on www.ghperformance.com. If you're interested in looking at our remote coaching, learning more about what we do, we help runners with their strength training, with their actual running training for competitions from afar. If you play another sport, we were, I work with a lot of Ultimate Frisbee players on actually their conditioning programs from afar, so you can take a look at that. Obviously, if have a gym here in Pittsburgh, PA, where it's always sunny, shining, and warm all the time, all year long. Wink, wink, right? So you can come check that out too. Um, peace out. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe, and share training well done with a friend, a colleague, a teammate, whomever. All right. Like, subscribe, share. And I look forward to the next episode and having you back on. Peace out. Enjoy. Train well.